Let's try that again. Episode 93, Hey Love Podcast. That's why I say it's not that the suffering wasn't suffering. It's just that the redemption is so much sweeter than the brokenness that I would choose the redeemed version. I don't think I would change it. Welcome to Hey Love, engaging you, the reflective woman, in soul care, spirituality, and social spaces through the grid of God's grace. Here, it's all about relationships. Hey love, Callan Cridell is a young woman whose life was turned upside down after a cancer diagnosis, which was hard, as she told us in part one of this interview, but life after cancer, the healing part has been harder. She'll expound on those ideas she touched on last week. She describes them as the land of the living and the canyon of healing. If you haven't heard the first part of this conversation yet, go back and grab that, episode 92, and we'll wait right here. Or you could be really rebellious and listen to them in reverse order. It won't make the slightest bit of difference. Either way, you're going to fall in love with this Gen Zer. Then at the end of today's episode, I will tell you how to get my short list of things to say when somebody you love is suffering. I'm your host, Carthy Masters. Welcome. Callan has been cancer-free for a while now, and she's working full-time at a marketing agency here in Nashville. If you were to meet her for the first time and you didn't know her backstory, you would think, oh, this girl is absolutely sunny, and she is, but clearly the rays of joy that you see radiating from deep inside her come from another place. She'd be the first to tell you that. She's also going to tell us how making one simple choice daily has changed the way she confronts trials. This practice has empowered her to move through her days, no matter what the circumstance, with a sense of peace and assurance that really passes all human understanding. It just beats everything, even when things don't turn out at all like she planned. Is it possible for us to have that kind of peace on earth? I mean, not that it has to be perfect, as Callan will tell you, but I do think that God wants us to have that kind of peace. And she's going to shed some light on how that can happen. I'm going to ask Helen today about her love life and find out about a big breakup she just went through. It happened right before this interview, but she has such an amazing grasp on identity in Christ. She believes that knowing who you are makes it so you don't need anyone else to be fully you. We also talk about why it's important to stay in touch with a few close friends, friends that you can trust to keep your best interests at heart, how they can help normalize big, scary things and give you a glimpse of God's love for you, and how nothing brings comfort like a little puppy. I'll be posting a couple of pictures of Callan's puppy who fell asleep on her lap while we were talking. This is the cutest little thing you've ever seen, the cutest creature. Once again, the birds are singing their hope song all through this interview, and it's so, so sweet. Here's part two of my conversation with Callan. But then the thing is, is when someday you get through that canyon of healing and you re-enter the land of the living, it's like that illusion's gone because wow. you live your life forever with the knowledge of the canyon 
and the kingdom of the sick that are just right outside the gates. And so forever your perspective is changed. And so there's a depth that you carry that's not bad. And you don't necessarily want others to carry that depth. Mm-hmm. Like I, right now is lonely, mm. but I don't want my friends to know what I'm talking about. I don't, that would mean they fought something that's so heartbreaking. And I don't, I don't really want them to know what I'm saying, but they mm. don't know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, they're looking at an illusion and I'm saying, do you see that, that kingdom? Like, wow. And they're like, what kingdom? I just see my life. Hmm. And you were seeing different things. and Oh, I think that is so strong. <sighs> and that, that resonates with me so much because I have dealt with my own health issues, not cancer, but um, they believed it was Lyme disease. Mm. And after so many blood tests, and it never, they always came back negative, so they never could nail it. Hmm. But when we treated it as it was Lyme, then I would feel better. And so now I do feel better, but it was an 18 year journey Mm. without a clear diagnosis. And so it did Mm. such a number on all my organs because Lyme is a disease that just kind of moves around and Mm -hmm. affects everything. And it got into my brain and my blood. And so now I stutter and I can't finish a sentence and it takes a whole lot more energy for me. Like interviews are a blast, it's my thing, but it, it feels like after I'm done, Hmm. Like I just ran a marathon. Oh, I can. You can totally relate to that. I can so, relate. but when I picture the canyon of healing and the spike that you're talking about, and the steps and all of that is like, oh, I get it. I still, I totally see it. I see because I have people tell me all the time, "You look great." What do you mean you're tired? You? Ah, oh, come on. You know, they just don't understand. And like you said so succinctly, I don't really want them to understand. (laughs) I don't want them to have to go through what I've gone through just so they can understand. Mm -hmm. But it is really lonely. And it's... And the thing is, because sometimes I feel angry, like I feel pressure or I feel misunderstood. Yeah. Or like they're demanding something that they don't understand. But the thing is, is that they don't mean to. They're not mm-hmm. trying to be mean right? or insensitive even. Like people just don't know. They don't know. And the thing about this like kind of visual is like you're saying, I think it's about so much more than just cancer. I think, I mean, I've been writing and like playing around with all these different parts of this, but like there's the city of the body and the city of the soul. Because Ooh. I think, it kind of sounds what cool, doesn't it? That? <laughs> I know, but... They're both cities in this kingdom because I think that there's sicknesses that come in the body and the soul or like in the mind and the spirit because there are illnesses like cancer or like you're talking about. But then there are tragedies or illnesses or battles we fight with this beast tragedy that aren't of the body. Mm -hmm. It's of the soul. But just like a mental illness or... An emotional trauma or something, you right. still have that canyon of healing that people don't understand. Right. I don't know. It just I think it paints a picture of the life after. It totally applies because I have friends who've lost children, friends who've lost spouses, and after a year, people will come up and go, "Are you over it now?" <laughs> and I, they're like, "I, I don't even know what to do with that question because I will never get over this. Yeah. The rest of my life, you live." It's again, it changes that illusion. It changes what you see. Yeah. 
and you forever live with that change, and that's okay. But yes, you don't get over it. Because my aunt, she's had breast cancer. We were talking and she's like, people say it's kind of like build a bridge and get over it. Like they think it's just this white bridge Ooh. and it's actually just this deep, dark, lonely journey. Yes. And as I've been writing, I was like, I almost want to say that in that place, only Jesus can come with you. Mm. And I don't know how to fit that in. And this is something I've just, I write for a couple of days and then I let it sit and I just let myself Again, the process is sweet and I'm just letting it be, but I think that the place of healing is a place that only Jesus can join you in mm. because he's been there and as crazy as it sounds and all hard as it is to understand, like God sent his only son to die for us. And it, the Bible says that Jesus has endured everything that we will, mm-hmm. which means like he's walked that canyon of healing and beautiful. Yeah, and it's and it's he's almost felt lonely. He's yes. felt all of those things. And it also puts in perspective the importance of community with other people in that canyon of healing. Because mm. those people you can talk to and you're all together like <laughs> weary and ragged and tired and you've got mm. each other too. Cause there are people I've reached out to that are young and putting their lives back and we're all we Instagram message, like, what shampoo do you use? Because, like, we all have the little short haircuts. And Aww. it's it brings joy and normalcy. Like, I got yeah. this terrible infection called C. diff. And you normally get it when you're old. And you can, like, die from it. What is it? It's Well, I got it during chemo. It's C. diff. It's, this ter- it's like an infectious disease, basically. You get mm. it really easy when you ha- don't have an immune system. But this other girl, we were sitting there laughing. She's like, I got C. diff, too. And, like, people come in, like, masks. And don't touch you. Like, it's a huge deal. Oh. But nobody our age even knows what it is. But my point is, is we were laughing because we're like, it normalized this experience that was, I don't know, that people were all freaked out by. And you're like, if you have cancer, you probably got C. diff. Like, wow. Because you don't have an immune system. You pick up everything. Oh. And that's why I think it's important to have your people. Yes. So I'm going to a life group tonight. I'm just showing up. Nice. I don't know anybody there. But that's okay. You Sometimes you just have to. That is great, Show Helen. Because I do have friends. I want to say I have a lot of great friends, but they're all over the place. Right. They're in Denver and Atlanta and Birmingham. Like, they're Florida. They're all over the place. So yeah. I'm, I have a few <laughs> friends here, but I need more yeah. people. So that's a process. But How yeah. is your love life? Do you want to talk about that at all? Well. Your romantic interest. So we actually are not dating anymore. Oh, wow. But it's okay. Yeah. Um. We broke up about two weeks ago. Did you really? <laughs> yes. Um, How are you feeling about that? I thought I would be in a di- completely different place than I am, which that's just a good laugh out loud about healing. It never looks like how you think it will. Look at him. He's on his back sleeping. Sorry. So sweet. My puppy just passes out on his back. He's so relaxed. <laughs> um, what a mature attitude you have. Well... It's, I mean, it's hard and it's sad, um, but I, we had always, I mean, we thought we were going to get married. Wow. And we had always said from the beginning of dating, like, if we don't get married, I really think it'll be just because God aligns our hearts in that direction, meaning we're probably going to get married. <laughs> but no joke, both of us were dealing with like anxiety and had this restlessness and he and his dad were here. We were going to drive up together. I was driving him to Quantico, Virginia to drop him off at basic training for the Marine Corps. 
Mm-hmm. And then we had like a family breakfast. Everything seemed fine. We go back to my bedroom, talk, no joke, less than 10 minutes. And we both were just like, yeah, I've been feeling this too. Me Are too. Are you kidding? I don't think this is right. Me neither. Walk what? out. We tell our parents. We broke up. What? It was like a family breakup. It was really dramatic. Oh my goodness. But the reason I can laugh about it is because God can do that. He can just line you up right where you need to be. And it is a loss. It is a deep loss. But more than that, I am just so thankful he was in my life when he was. Wow. Because he brought a joy that... Sorry. No. He just brought a joy that I don't think many anything else could have brought. And in some ways, I do think he saved my life. Because oh. he was there in a way that nobody else was. And so although I miss him, I just feel so at peace. That is amazing. And that's just where I'm at. And I'm, I mean, I'm happy. I'm laughing. It's, it's a whole... so at peace. Yes. That's really... Peace of God, I call it Jesus peace. <laughs> when Jesus peace is there, it just, everything else... I don't know. You have a way to to walk through it. And so, love Praise life God. is <laughs> not what I thought it would look like, but it was just, it was good for the time it was. And sometimes I think God lets things happen at a specific time. And both of us, I think, were surrendered to that. And mm. um, at the end of the day, I think when you're, grounded in more than another person when you're grounded in who god is and who he makes you the relationships on earth are temporary and you realize i don't know like i loved Mm. cameron so much but he wasn't the source of who i was Mm -hmm. and so because of that he was good when he was here Mm. and now he's not and i'm i feel like god really has that right now where it is and so I have always been kind of boy crazy and like like to say that I know I'm I'm God's child. <laughs> like I said all the right things because I grew up in the church and I knew all <laughs> what to say. But like in my heart, I didn't live as though that was true. And I really went on this journey where I felt like God was just saying, "I need you and me time, mm. Cal. Like it's you and me." And it was this transition into like discovering who God was and who I was in context of who he was. And so then before Cam, when Cam st- first started pursuing me, I was like, I'm good. Wow. <laughs> so I was like, I'm just so happy. Like the Lord has me in a sweet place. And I was like, you're cool, but like, I don't feel like I need you. Wow. <laughs> and for someone who would like jump on the, any attention, boy, I mean, anybody, any attention, I was like, yes, tell me who I am. I need your attention. It was this major flip, and but it proved a platform for a really healthy relationship, and then I think a healthy part, mm. part of paths or whatever, and through the journey, through all of it, like it just changed the aspect of everything, and there wasn't like a magical moment that it started. It just was a choice mm. that I just, I decided to choose each day to sit with my Bible open and even if I didn't feel it, I just was like, I'm going to show up. And it again, it wasn't this magical thing that happened. It just slowly, my heart changed. Mm. And slowly, my perspective changed. And what mattered, it just all focused. and That really set your foundation. Mm-hmm. It was already solid. 
Yeah. And in Christ. I keep coming back to this, but when you know who God is, just like when you know, you think of someone you love and you imagine how you trust them. And mm-hmm. like, I'll take one of my best friends, Caroline. She's a childhood best friend. Like, I trust her. And I know that she loves me and she's there for me. And I know that any decision she makes in the context of our relationship, to the best of her ability, will be to take care of me. That's a human relationship. Like, how much more does God do that? So good. And when you know Him intimately and it's like a, a friend, like, I tell God when I'm mad at Him. I tell God when I'm happy. I tell, He can handle all the feelings. Yes. And so I'm like, I'm just sad today. And I don't read my Bible, and I'm just like, God, I'm like, I talk to him like he's right there. And then if I'm angry, I'm like, I don't understand why you let me get sick, and so I'm going to have a standoff for a few weeks, and I let me, ha- I just have my little standoff, and I'm, and then God, like, twists my heart back, like, hey, remember, I'm on your side here. Mm. And since he's big enough for all of that, it's, it is a relationship, and then something tragic happens, but, like, deep down, I just, I knew God was good to me Mm. because of that that filter like I wasn't I really didn't struggle with the god why question until probably Christmas Mm. not through cancer or anything I just knew God's character and I said okay I'm gonna wow trust who you are above what the circumstance says now as I'm saying that I'm like whoa who possessed me like (laughs) (laughs) that's just that's otherworldly but Mm -hmm. I guess that's what faith is I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's not magical. It's a choice. It's, but, but it is supernatural. It is. Mm-hmm. And God shows up. The thing is, yeah. is when the Bible says, like, seek me with all of your heart and you will find me. I think it's Jeremiah 29, after verse 11. Mm-hmm. It says, seek me with all of your heart and I will, you will find me. I will be found by you, says the Lord. Mm. But you have to seek him. Like, you have to show up. With be, all your heart. With all your heart. Yeah. Like, I was saying, okay, God, who the heck am I? Mm. Ah! What is this? And just sitting there with my Bible and my journal saying, I don't get anything. I have so many questions. I'm so confused. And I feel silly for praying to God because what if you're not there? Hmm. (laughs) You know, like, I just am talking to my ceiling in my apartment. I feel like a little silly girl. But God started to show up, and I felt the presence, and I was seeing Him in my life over and over and over again and it started to seem less silly and less fictional like Mm -hmm. talking to the clouds like Mm -hmm. I was like yes there's a presence of Jesus I can't explain to you how it happens or why but I know it's there and like you said it's a relationship it's a two-way I've heard you say several times I heard God say this to me it is a relationship well and it's it's kind of like when you first meet somebody, how you sit in the car and you're like, okay, do I talk now or do I not? Like, do they like music or not? Should I turn the air down? Like, you kind of panic because it's awkward. And you're like, ah. that's sort of how it is with wow. God. You're like, okay, are you talking to me? No, you're not. Okay. Now, am I talking too much, God? No, ah, don't pray about that. Like, there's this like awkward panic that happens yeah. a little bit. That's, but that's okay because the longer, just like as with friends, you grow more comfortable, you learn what they love and what they don't. You learn how they talk and when they don't want to talk, all the things mm. about them, that's with God. Like you, you learn what His Spirit feels like and what His presence feels like and what His direction or His, when He's saying, no, mm. <laughs> I am moving you. Like turn down that job and move to this place that you what? haven't thought about. 
and you swore you'd never live it. Uh-uh. Go. And I made that decision and called my mom. I said, I feel good about this. How weird is that? I just turned down a job, and I'm coming to Nashville, so I might live at home. I don't know. Three days later, house cancer moves home. God prepared my heart to change. Wow. That but I was so learning beautiful. how to listen to that voice. Yeah. He's honored you for being mm. obedient. Well, it's not always perfect, but you try. Mm. And when you fail, you ask for grace, and mm-hmm. you try again. Because <laughs> that's life. Life's imperfect, and I don't always choose perfectly, but mm-hmm. that's okay. And His Spirit empowers us to obey. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's really, it's cool because when, like, nothing's impossible with God, that verse is so true. Mm. And what the, I think the coolest part about Christianity is the promise of redemption. Mm. It's the imperfect life, the perfect God. Your faith is what bridges that gap. And we're living in the choice, the aftermath of the choice of choosing sin, I guess. And the coolest part to me is that God redeems it all. Mm. Amen. Like, just like Job, he redeemed his whole story at the end of it. Mm -hmm. And I think it says he gave him tenfold what he had lost. Crazy. Literally, I was like, how did he get, he get ten wives? Like, I, (laughs) I was the silly person that was like, what is it, what? But (laughs) that's not the point. The point is, is that God then gave back. and multiplied. Yeah. His goodness was chasing him down. Yes. And that's my cancer journey is really a drop in the bucket of my big story but it's a great example of God redeeming so many parts to the point which I feel like a moron saying this but I don't think I would change it wow Callan yeah I say that with like the weight like I know what I'm saying (laughs) it took me 55 years to say that well, and I'm so blown away that you could say it already. That is such a, that is supernatural. And there are days really where is. I don't feel that way, of course. Right. But more times than not, like I have my puppy and I oh, have this sweet relationship sweet with my family. Paper. And I had that time with Cameron and I had this opportunity to grow deep and see who my real friends were. And then people come out of the woodworks when you get cancer. Like oh. people I had not talked to since elementary school were calling Love me that. up. And it wasn't awkward. It was just like, I heard, what can I do? This pretense or whatever just was torn down. Oh, beautiful. And so I've reconnected with all these people that I really wasn't sure if I'd talk to again. awesome. And all of those good things, that's why I say it's not that the suffering wasn't suffering. It's just that the redemption is so much sweeter than the brokenness. Mm, Good. That I would choose the redeemed version. Love it. He's making all things new. Yes, he is. Tell me, Callan, what do you hope a close... I can't believe this is our last question. (laughs) What do you hope a close friend might say someday far, far away at your memorial service? I think there's this sentence from the book Captivating. Have you read the book Captivating? John Eldridge's wife? Yes. Stacy? Stacy Eldridge. It says, like, a woman of true beauty gives others the grace to be and the room to become. Ooh. And I wrote it in my Bible because I was like, to be in the room to become. Yes. I want to be known as a woman who gave others the grace to be, to be where they were, to feel what they're feeling, not trying to change it or make it prettier or fix mm-hmm. it, but then challenge them to grow, but more than anything, to pursue Jesus. 
Hmm. I think if I am known for my relationship with the Lord and for being present, I think that'll be a life well lived. A life well lived. Can you believe this woman is only 24 years old? Wow. What she says about choosing the redeemed, harder version than the easier road, mm, does that ring true in your heart? Can you say those words that you wouldn't change your story? Well, like I told my guest today, it took me half a century to learn what she's been learning already. And love, let me ask you, what would it mean for you to lead a life well-lived? If you're interested in exploring that question with an alongsider, you might really benefit from coaching. I know it's helped me immensely to have my coach walk with me through these deeper, kind of muddy, murky questions. We can do a free discovery call, and if it, if for some reason it just doesn't feel right, I will help you find a coach who's just the right fit for you. That's how much I believe in this coaching thing. Since Callan was diagnosed in April of 2018, she's had some interesting comments and questions. <laughs> You've probably been on both sides of those kinds of questions, as I have too, so I've compiled a list of things to say when someone you love is suffering with sickness or loss. Go to the website, carthymasters.com or thelisteningwell.com. I'm so excited. I just got that new domain. Isn't it awesome? The Listening Well. I'm still setting it all up, you know, like updating it, but I'll post this list right up on the front, um, right on the blog so you can find it easy. Thank you for joining me today. I'm going to be out of town for the next two weeks going to a conference. Oh, Business Boutique. If you're going to be there, please let me know. We can meet up. Then I'm going to go visit my sweet mama in the foothills of Missouri. So I'll see you back here November 1st. Woo, that sounds so far away, but it's right around the corner. I'm going to leave you with this blessing from Jeremiah 29. Callan referred to a couple of different verses in this passage. Um, I'm reading from the Amplified Version, the 29th chapter of Jeremiah, and I'm going to read um, from part of verse 10 through part of verse 14. For this is what the Lord says, I will visit you and keep my good promise to you to bring you back to this place. For I know the plans and thoughts that I have for you, says the Lord, plans for peace and well-being and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call on me and you will come and pray to me and I will hear your voice and I will listen to you. Then with a deep longing, you will seek me and require me as a vital necessity and you will find me when you search for me with your whole heart. I will be found by you, says the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes and I will free you and gather you. Till next time. Bye, love. My thanks to the heroic, handsome, most talented rock star, keyboard player, producer, engineer extraordinaire, and my best friend, Blair Masters, for setting it all to music. And thank you for joining us. Come on back, and we'll talk more about how you can find your happy by living life more connected. Episode 93, whoa, too hot, whoa. Then at, to, then at the end of today's episode, then at the end of today's episode, I'm going to...
Cha-cha. Then at the end of today's episode, oh, somebody just slammed the door again. <laughs>